Good evening. As Lynn, welcome everyone. We'll welcome everyone again. All of you know that I am not a preacher. So if I do do or say anything that's not in accordance with God's word, please help me correct that. The uh, tonight I did not prepare a PowerPoint. Grace is quite disappointed. I just couldn't do anything with it other than maybe put the verses up and so forth. Uh, my my topic I'd like to talk about tonight is acceptance. It's uh, something that we all have to deal with. Sometimes, you know, we think it's just for the young, oftentimes, but we all face acceptance issues in every part of our life. We have in the past, we will now, and we will in the future if we are allowed to live forward. We all have a desire to fit in. The It's important to us to feel wanted, connected, and accepted. And, you know, the, those who don't feel connected oftentimes suffer. You know, they, it's easy to get dejected, feel unimportant, unwanted. And, of course, as I said, that's, it's, that's a really big issue for young people oftentimes. But it does happen at all stages. I mean, you just just look think about the swans, where they moved a good distance, you know, to a to a new job, a new community, new church. It takes a lot. And I'm sure they had a desire to be accepted and to, to fit in and to to make a good life of that. That's we've all we've had many people move to us in the last several years. I've only left for a short time once, but I knew I was coming back. Made it a little easier. But it acceptance is a is a huge topic in our country now. Maybe more than ever. The the media pushes it constantly. And it's not always in a good way. You know, especially the Current status, I guess, if you want to say, in our country is to accept all things. Do what makes us feel good. It's, it's about self. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks, but, you know, everyone else is supposed to still yet accept your behavior and how you want to be. You know, there's a lot of things going on now that, a lot of practices that have, are acceptable now to the mainstream society that not very many years ago would have been shunned. Just a few of them. Divorce, lying, cheating, alcohol, drug use, nudity, homosexuality. I'm sure if we want to take the time to poll the whole crowd, we could come up with 50 more. And It is viewed that we need to, do, you know, you want to do whatever makes you feel good, even if it hurts others. You're supposed to take care of yourself. You know, it's even when I was young. You're talking thirty to forty years ago. It was not accepted. You know, divorce. Alcohol and drug use and all these things weren't 
were not accepted things. And that's all changed in just that short span of time. We have, but then, you know, we're not, we're, we're told nowadays that we're not supposed to criticize or caution or even try to correct people sometimes that are doing those things. Doesn't matter if you want to get divorced. If you and your husband don't get along, you know, separate. Doesn't matter what, you know, the kids will be all right. These things are predominant now. And this is what acceptance has become to a large part. That it's our right. It's our freedom to do what we want to do. And our country's kind of taken on Freedom is a is giving it a whole new personality, but it doesn't make it right. Uh, it's not what God intended. First Peter chapter two verse sixteen. It's First Peter chapter two verse sixteen, and I'll be using I'll stay in a good bit in First Peter chapter two tonight if you want to hold that spot. It says, "Live as people who are free." Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. And oftentimes that's what people do now. Just because you're free to do it, and it's lawful, it's okay. But you know, in one, in, a lot of people think this is somewhat of a new thing, but in, in a sense it's not. If you go back and look at the Jews, they did the same thing to a degree. You know, they were still, they they tried to be lawful, but they took the law and made it what they wanted. People are still doing the same thing today. It's, you know, they, they were, the Jews back at that time were, were making the law so stringent, somewhat it's, it was almost impossible. But, you know, they were, they strove to be schooled in it and learned in it so that they could make themselves feel good oftentimes. Just think about how hard acceptance would have been back then. It's not always a new thing. Things always come around. But we have to be careful. Liberty here has become a standard, always has. But it's easy to accept what we should not. And the my first point tonight, the main point that we need not forget, is the only acceptance needed comes from God. I'd like to read First Peter, chapter two, uh, verses four through ten. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ. For it stands in Scripture, behold. I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling block, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you were cho- you were a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that may you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Verse 4 there kind of struck me. We're only precious if we come to Him. It's not really a word we use on ourselves very often, is it? You know, do you stand in front of the mirror in the morning and think, boy, I look precious today. Now, Stuart might. I'll have to give him. Now, he might. But most of us, that's just not a word we think about. But if you think about it in the opposite sense, what do you think of your children and all these other little children around here? You see it in them. That's what God wants to see in us. That's why he wants to accept us. Because he wants to see us as precious in his sight. Verse 5 says we have to see ourselves, we have to be sacrifices. Do we see ourselves as sacrifices? Do we all, that's not another, that's another thing we don't often think about, I think, in a daily, in our daily routine. Do we, do we really view ourselves as being a sacrifice? We know that we have to make sacrifices for God. But to think that we are one, it's not. It's not a common thing. We have to give ourselves up. And that's what He wants. But you know, the one thing that gets in the, in the way of that is self. That's the main problem we have. And it's a hard thing to get around. Verse 9, do we view ourselves, it talks about being God's possession. Do we view ourselves as God's possession? Do we really think about, before we do something, do we think about, you know, I belong to God and I should or should not do this. And, you know, it's easy to to stop, you know, that we should stop short and think about that. Probably keep us out of sin a lot more often. You know, it's just like we were talking about in class this morning. Was it Josiah? You know, he was headstrong to go into battle. He thought, stopped and thought about it, prayed about it. You know, he was warned. He might have lived longer. The kingdom might have been greater because of it. If others won't accept us as Christians, that doesn't really matter. Society has that right. But only God's acceptance matters. Genesis 4 verse 7. Now this is God talking to Cain. Genesis 4 7. Partway down through the verse it says, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Now we know that's talking about doing well toward God. Evidently Cain was a pretty good gardener. That didn't get him anywhere. That wasn't what God wanted. He wasn't talking about doing well at his job or whatever. He was, he was meaning towards God. So people's opinions don't really matter in the, the whole scheme of things as far as God's concerned. God's opinions matter. Also being... God's people being accepted by Him means that we get to form His house. 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14, I won't go to any particular verse, that talks about each of us having different functions. 
talents, etc., to make up his house. But it takes everyone. In verse 5 of 1 Peter 2 there, you know, it put it, it marks us as living stones that make up his house. And he wants us to be his own special, his own people. He wants us to be a peculiar people. And that only his acceptance need, is needed. Leads me to my second point, is that we have to be acceptable to God. And it's a pretty simple message. But we often complicate it pretty quickly. First of all, we can think that we're not good enough to belong. You know, the fact is, it's never been about being good enough. We're never going to be good enough. If it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, we we could never be good enough to earn. You know, we can't earn it. We can't earn salvation. But we can often think that of ourselves. We can think, well, if I can just do this better or that better or get to this point or that point, that, you know, then I'll I'll be acceptable. We're going to have failures and faults. That's just part of it. You know, look at all the people through the Bible who who had failures and faults. Moses, he disobeyed, didn't get to enter the land. David, all his problems with Bathsheba, but he was still yet considered after God's own heart. Elijah, we just talked about him in class recently. You know, look at the the great miracle that happened on that through him somewhat that all the prophets of Baal were destroyed. Yet when his life was threatened, he ran away. Peter, you know, he he sided up with the Judaizing teachers a little bit. Yet, you know, he's still an apostle of Christ. They continued through their faults and their and their failures, and repented and did what God wanted and came out better for it. And they're all well regarded. And if you really want to get down to it, the biggest rejection of any that we can find in the Bible is Jesus himself. His own people didn't want him. Yet, he came there, came to save all of them. But we also have examples of those in the Bible who have faults and had did things wrong that did not. You know, they didn't continue in the word. Look at Nadab and Abihu, Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira, they could have, they didn't have to give their money. But they indicated they were given all of it. They lied about it. God took them for it. You know, we're going to have faults and failures. But we can pass through that and still be acceptable to God. Sometimes also we hide behind a, a facade. You know, we try to hide our faults and things from others. But God still knows. He knows what He knows where we stand in everything. And it's difficult to accept those things. It's difficult to accept our own faults and to overcome them. Sometimes it's difficult to acknowledge that we've got weaknesses. That's where we have to believe and obey. Those are the things that's needed. You know, verses 6, 7, and 8 of First Peter 2 there. Christ is the cornerstone. He's what we have to believe on. But it also indicates that if we don't believe on Him, we will, be, we will fall away. We will stumble. 
reading David's favorite verses, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. He said it's a simple plan, but it's easy to follow. Trip over our own feet most of the time. But we do have to have to believe on Him, obey Him, and sacrifice in order to be accepted. And my final point tonight, we have a job as God's people. We have a duty to help and accept to further Christ. It's pretty easy to accept some people that we encounter, some things. You know, other Christians, it's pretty easy to accept them, like-minded people. But oftentimes outsiders, not so much. It's easy for us to, to kind of shun outsiders. You know, like at work, I don't have any problem. I can talk to pretty much anyone of, from any level of life. If they're also coming to me, my place, to look for information or help on what I deal with and I'm good at. But sometimes when you're talking about God, sometimes that's not that easy, is it? I'd like to read from Matthew chapter 9, verses 11 through 13. Matthew 9, 11 through 13. When the, when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when they heard it, they said, But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I came to call the righteous, or not to call the righteous, but sinners. Sometimes we do the same thing. It's easy to talk to people we think that are have an interest in God or have an interest in like-minded things. You know, sometimes we do that. We stick to types. But that's not necessarily what acceptance is all about. You know, the, the ones that we may deem is not interested in God just because of their looks may be waiting for someone just to ask them about it. It's very easy because I know there's, there's a lot of people that we encounter in daily life that may not be intimidating to us, but we're uncomfortable with them. And it's it's hard for us not to show preference because of that. But you know, Christ didn't. You take the Samaritan woman at the well. The Samaritans were a hated people. But he took the time to talk to her. And oftentimes that's what people are waiting for us to do. You know, we're not all made the same. But to Christ, each soul is just as important as the next. Sometimes that's hard for us to view when we're talking to people. That, you know, they we may be talking to someone who's, you know, it's evident. They've, they're part of a lifestyle that makes us very uncomfortable. 
and we know they're not religious. But it's very easy to not bother with it because we think it's a lost cause. But as Christ said, he didn't come here to teach the righteous. At the same token, at the same, in the, in this, with the same token though, we have to be too careful not to get too close to sin or to be too accepting of it. Especially accepted sin. So many things now that are accepted that God views as sinful. And it, it surrounds us every day. So it's very easy for those things to rub off on us. You go back to Genesis there, where he told Cain, sin's crouching at the door. You know, that was at the beginning of time, so to speak. That was one of the first lessons. You know, it's crouching there waiting. Just waiting for us to open the door to it. Also, acceptance is, it's like many other traits we have like many other traits we're supposed to have. It's a process. It doesn't come easy to everyone. Just like patience and other things that we're supposed to have. It's a, it's a trait that it takes trust, honesty and truth, discipline, structure. We have to learn to overlook faults sometimes that sometimes we don't want to. Romans 15, verses 6 and 7. says that together you with you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Be welcome to others, because it is, it is the glory of God. 1 Peter 2.10 says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You have to pass that on. found a little quote online that I liked. I did not take the time to write it down. I didn't think at the time I'd use it, but I didn't take the time. I didn't write it down. So It said, If someone needs acceptance... Model God's acceptance by extending ours. These are just some thoughts that I I liked. I wanted to talk about because this is such a a topic that we deal with now, and a topic we have to be very cautious with. It's easy to get pulled into accepting the devil side of things instead of God's. If any has fallen into that trap and opened the door to sin, we have opportunity tonight to to pray over it, pray about it, ask God for forgiveness. If there's never, if there's a one here tonight who has never come to God, never come to Christ, never been made precious to Him, have that opportunity as well. If you have a need, please come forward as we stand and sing.